Can I also point out the other thing that I just noticed? Yeah. You and I are twinning. How so? We're both wearing black V-neck <gasps> t-shirts. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> or is it delightful? Hive Mind is in full effect here on ADHD 20. Hive Mind. Hi, Allison. <laughs> Hello, Matt. It's. It feels like it's been so long. It does, because we've been, I've been away, and by away, I've been living in another place, and now I'm back to mm-hmm. my own place, which Yay! I'm happy about. Yeah, we've learned a lesson there, <clears throat> that it's, it's more difficult to take ADHD 20 on the road, but we managed to do it. We managed to do mm-hmm. it somehow. We did it. Um, We've been getting it done and we have been living by our own self set into motion mantra of done is better than perfect. Yes. Done is better than perfect. Are you ready to do the thing that we now are going to start doing to open our episodes? First, I'm going to make a little roll a D100 and ask questions. Yes. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> this is the new thing. By the way, if you have didn't catch last week's, we're actually in the we're basically in the right time now. We're in the right we time are. zone. We're in the right frame of mind. We're no longer living in the past or the future. But yes, we're if, if you missed it, we're current. This is happening, y'all. Last week was the episode where you started building a beautiful ADHD twenty D one hundred table of uh, questions. Some about ADHD, some about D&D, some about everything and nothing. Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And nothing at all, too. Yep. What'd you roll? Oh, jeez. First have to roll. <laughs> Already distracted yourself. We're off to a great start. And 75. 75. Your question is... <laughs> I don't think you're going to like this one, so I'm going to ask it of you anyways. You're going to a con! Who are you cosplaying as? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to a con. Any kind of, any specific kind of con? Any con. I I think when I wrote it, I assumed some kind of nerd flavor con. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if there's a different con that you see yourself going to, you can... In fact, let's make that part of the question. What con... Would you go to if you could go to any con right now this year? Mm. And who would you cosplay? You know, this is funny because you say that I wouldn't like this episode. I probably would never go to a con and cosplay. So you're right. correct about that. But I was just thinking about, I just came up with what would be a great cosplay outfit, which, of course, I would use for Halloween instead. But what the heck was it? It was something really obscure. <laughs> the hipster remains. <laughs> the hipster remains. There was one there was one year that I actually really wanted to go as Dream. And Lindsay would be death of Dream and Death of the Neil Gaiman universe, wow. Sandman. I thought that would be really fun to do. Basically you're dyeing your hair black, teasing it up really big, and you know, wearing onks and really heavy black eyeliner. I'm very excited about that show coming out on Netflix. I've been a Sandman fan for many years. So buckle up, Allison, because I'm looking at you and there's a absolutely no level of comprehension there. None. Strap None. in because there's a whole lot <laughs> no, of nerdery, no. a whole lot more nerdery for you ahead for us to discuss. I um, can't wait for that. Yeah, still probably some of the best written graphic novel stories. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Anyway, so Death and Dream, 
Uh, All right. But there was another one. If, if it comes to me, I'll. If it comes to me. Middle I'll... of the episode, just mm-hmm. blurt it out. Blurt it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. How about you? I rolled an 88. You rolled an 88. This is a good one. Do you have any superstitions? I don't currently. I will say back in the olden days, when I used to perform more regularly, mm-hmm. I always did. Like I always had some little something that I would have to like do backstage before I would go on the stage. Yeah. But I don't really have any now. Hold I can't. On, hold, on, hold on. Let me. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I watched you pull out like a a tree worth of incense, light it. And do this entire freaking <laughs> ceremony over your dice, dude. I forgot about that. Is that a superstition? I guess it is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. You're totally right. Qualifies. So I had real bad dice juju castle birthday weekend. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about this. Mm-hmm. So I did. I pulled out my Florida water and my tarot cards and lit a candle and pulled a <laughs> card <laughs> for every set of dice that I have to see what they wanted to tell me. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I think of that as more witchy. But I guess that's a, a mm-hmm. flavor of superstition. I think so. I think so. To me, the definition of superstition, which anybody listening to this can correct me because I accept corrections. But to me, a superstition is more something that you do or don't do in order to make something better or worse. That's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So yep. my grandmother was hard, hardcore superstitious. No hats on beds. No going back indoors. If you've left, so anytime somebody had to go back in because they forgot something, which, as you can Mm -hmm. imagine, was a big problem for me. Pretty much every time (laughs) we left the house, I would have to run back in. You had to sit down and count to 10 or it would be bad luck. The obvious ones, the mirror breaking, black cats, all this all this stuff, but Kiki was really wow. superstitious, so I grew up with all that. Bread and butter, if you're walking with somebody and something crosses between you, you have to say bread and butter or else you'll have bad luck. Wow, I know. I've not even heard of a lot of these. Uh, my little hyper-focus thing when I was at a certain age is I got a book on superstitions and I learned about every single one of them so that I could know without Kiki even telling me because I loved her so much. I wanted her to think I was cool and know all the superstitions. Yeah, I, I am <clears throat> incapable of walking past a dandelion and not picking it, making a wish, and if I don't blow all the seeds off in one breath, I would, that wish will not come true. Wow. See, you've got more than you think. You're living in superstition. So. I'm just steeped in them. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Thanks for that table. I, I do need to give credit where credit is due on the table. Our friend Fitz, who we mention on most episodes, mm-hmm. Hi, Fitz. helped with this and Thanks. a few other friends as well. So that's really great. Thank you for those of you who helped me put this together. I feel like I know a lot about you, Matt, but there's always more I can learn. I have a new podcast goal. Are you ready? Yes. My new podcast goal is that we do as many of these as it takes to go through every single one of the 100 questions. I'm so down for that. <laughs> challenge accepted let's do it (laughs) well are we ready to dive into today's topic at hand let's dive into today's topic and it's all you you have had the your mind on the game Mm -hmm. that's not the phrase but you had your game eye on the ball eye on the ball and you came prepared with some show notes 
I did. We'll back up a little bit into how I got into this in the spirit of full disclosure and sharing things. Um, I have been testing out a couple of different ADHD medications over the past few months. So I I recently decided that the first one that we started me on was not for me. So I am now on a brand new medication and uh, one of the side effects is insomnia. So I have been wide awake for stretches of hours at a time in the middle of the night. Super chill. Love it so much. (laughs) And so during one of said (laughs) ADHD med induced insomnia bouts, I happened to notice that a message had come in from a good friend of mine who lives in Italy. So her name is Taryn and we've been very good friends since uh, the very first day of college. Uh, So it was this string of screenshots of this guy's kind of Twitter rant. And she sent it in the spirit of this is me, this is you. I'm so glad we found each other. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read the bits and pieces from it because I just, it, it did, it resonated with me so, so much. So it starts out and says, I've mentioned this before, but one of the hardest things about ADHD is how it can wreck your relationships because you don't have friendship degradation mechanics like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like my friendship degradation mechanics are just straight up broken. I can go years without hearing from someone at all and still feel exactly the same level of familiarity about them. Mm -hmm. But they don't because a friendship degrades if you don't take care of it. It's just kind of like sad because no matter how hard I try to keep up with friendships, I'll inevitably have a dry spell of a few months. And by that point, the other person has moved on because why wouldn't they? It's the one skill my ADHD on the hardest. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this is why I like being friends with other ADHD, autistic, neurodivergent people, because we see each other and we're like, hey, every time friendship degradation mechanic broke for both of us. And, you know, goes on in the thread. uh, Basically, one of my favorite parts of it is he says, I wish people understood that people who do this don't deliberately ghost people. It's I thought it had been two days, but it's actually been two weeks. And now this person (laughs) will be really mad. So I guess I can't say anything now. And then that keeps happening. So yeah, reading that whole thread just really spoke to me. And, and, I, and I responded to Taryn, haha, I'm getting this at three o'clock in the morning, my time because of ADHD. And it's talking about <laughs> our relationship and us as individuals and in friendship with ADHD. And I think that's a beautiful thing because as we've spoken about before, that's become the whole theme of this podcast is yeah. just assuring the rest of the world that we're in this together. So yeah, friendship degradation mechanics. Yeah, I really like friendship degradation mechanics i also by the way i also like his twitter handle which is i make psychedelic <laughs> i make psychedelic klezmer funk <laughs> i want to hear psychedelic klezmer funk by the way um i love this because it is something that i've been thinking about a lot too because i don't think that this is something that a lot of people realize like you could know all manner of things about adhd and you still don't know about this And Mm -hmm. I think that because I am aware of it happening, I am more stressed out about friendship degradation mechanics than I probably should be. Because in my mind, exactly, it's just been a a little while, and so I Mm -hmm. won't lose these people as a friend. But I don't know what they're thinking, and I get really wrapped Mm -hmm. up, and I have calendars and recurring tasks that try to get me to call and write and mm-hmm. and speak to the people that mean something to me. And sometimes it works. And a lot of times it just is a task that keeps showing up on my... Getting bumped. Bumped every week. And it is a true problem. I thought for the longest time that my inability to make friends, you know, once I hit 
30 something 35 or so uh was either because they were midwestern and they didn't need friends or i was getting lazier or i had been in a rock and roll band and every single one of my friends was a fan of the band so i didn't have to work hard so i didn't learn the skills you know i came up with all these different reasons why friendship was difficult for me and i think i've learned that no, it's actually ADHD, which is actually a little bit sad, but that's why we're here to talk about it. What are your thoughts about this? It's similar to kind of what we've talked about before along the lines of the less sexy aspects of ADHD. Yeah. You know, we've talked, you know, about the the fun, the sparkly, the shiny, but this is one of those where, you know, people just think that you're being lazy or you don't love them mm-hmm. or you you think you're too good for them. And I'm, I'm saying these things because these are all things I've heard that that wow. friends of my past have given me as feedback. And of course, that makes me feel like garbage. Like, I don't I don't ever want anybody to think I feel like I'm too good for them yeah. um, or even too busy. But I, I do know my tendency in friendship, in life, in work, in what's in the refrigerator is to go for what's directly in front of me. So it's not that I don't love my friends and that I'm not thinking of them and wanting to spend time with them. It's just that sometimes unless you're the thing directly in front of me screaming, a lot of other things just accidentally get swept to the side. And then, yeah, we don't have quite the same relationship with time that others do. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, it hadn't been that long. And I think I'm just going to reach back out and pick up where we left off. And with some friends you do. And I, and that was the line, like in this thread, I loved the most of like, when you again, feel seen. Like you find somebody who's like, yeah, I got you. It's fine. Um, That only helps you sink into that comfort level even more. But then when you have people who don't understand, who think that you were just aloof, lazy, entitled, whatever, feels bad. So should we, should we take a moment to say hello to those friends who might be listening to this and, (laughs) and, you know, just say, Hey, you're, you're part of our object permanence and has nothing to do with how much we love you. Yeah. And I'm thankful that now I have a lot of friends in my life who just reach out now. And yeah. so if they're thinking of me, they just text me and say, hey, friend, it's been a while. You want to get on a phone call? You want to get together? Yeah. And I appreciate those friends for sticking by me through the less than ideal aspects of my personality, my ADHD, and otherwise. Yeah. I'm going to actively read the list of people right now that are <laughs> bumped again it's not even bumped sounds terrible because mm-hmm. it is just so hard to explain but let's see mm-hmm. so luckily i do pretty well with mom right i try to call mm-hmm. her every week or so my friend nathan i talk to a lot but my friend katie i i just would talk to her every week and i just don't um chris slack is a great friend that's always fun mm-hmm. to talk to um yep i'm doing better with my friend mike smith Actually, I would love to have him on this podcast at some point because he he also is working in the neurodivergent space. Manashi, my friend Alpa, my friend Denise, and then Amy Cox. These are people that mm-hmm. I really love and I love trying to build relationships with. It's just a small smattering of people, but yeah. Do you have a few that you want to shout out to? You are you are atoning for your misdeeds, and I love it. Um, I've got the whip. <laughs> 
You know, I, I, so I'll, I'll steal a couple off of your list. Uh, Chris and Amy, for sure, are two oh, no. people that I love. Uh, talking to our, our mutual friend, Laura yeah. Riz. Mm -hmm. I owe her a phone call. She called me like a week ago and I love talking to her. I know. And my, my friend, Taryn, who lives in Italy, who right. thankfully now I know because of this, <laughs> she sees me. <laughs> I will say some of my good friends who do do a really good job of reeling me back in. So not only am I sorry, but also thank you. Uh, our good friend Jenna Cohen is mm -hmm. real good at putting something in the mail for me, which always makes me feel really special or just sending me like a, hey, miss you, hope you're good text. My friend Callie, who lives here in Charlotte with me, she let me know that she has started listening to this podcast and she feels like she's gotten to know me even better because of it. But I know that sometimes I do a really poor job of being inclusive and reaching out. I and mean, she always does a great job of Hey, what you doing? Want to hang out? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, this is cathartic. Man. Yeah, it feels good, right? It feels good. And there's so many more. So many I was more. just about to say that. There's this is not an exhaustive list by by any means. No. But yeah. It's not. And it's it's so interesting. I have one thing that that has been helpful to me recently, but mm -hmm. it involves more work on their side too. So part of this particular relationship failure mechanic is People with ADHD have a hard time being on the telephone as well. Mm. I don't know if this is, it's not for everybody, especially for like cold calls, like calling to get things done. That's very difficult. But I think you hit on it earlier. The guilt factor of, okay, I only have, I have this block of time, but if I get into this conversation, we're going to have so much to catch up on, then I don't have time for, you know, hearing all these things, la, 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 la. So there are a few people that I've tried to implement this thing that we call Fiverr, where we know that this is a problem. The possibility of the longer that you, you know, don't communicate, the more there is to say. Therefore, the more stress there is to fill time mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So uh, with the Fiverr, you talk more, but you I have literally set a time timer and sometimes it's like 15. Yeah. But I have, you know, my friend Nate, he'll just he'll send me a text Fiverr question mark. And when I can do this, I will set the time timer. And then he understands that it's not a personal thing for me to say, okay, okay I got to go. And, and the go. same, right? So he'll often call me when he's picking up his son, for example. And that's mm -hmm. great. I know that my mother likes to talk a lot and we always have things to talk about. So I call her during dinner or during a walk, right? Because I can't control the time and I don't understand the time or mm -hmm. I'm not aware of it. To put boundaries to the conversation is always helpful. So I would love to implement the Fiverr for most of these friends, you know? I really, really would. I think it would take the pressure off. Was this, where did you get this idea from? I love it. A whole, whole lot. I want to say that Nate and I came up with it. I don't, I don't remember I the it. origin story of it. I, I don't want to yeah. take credit where credit isn't due, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I think it feels like a, an Airbnb thing. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Kind of does, and it really helps. And I've got one more. So there is an app called Marco Polo. It is visual voicemail, right? And of course, the only people that I actually share Marco Polo with are actors, because <laughs> actors have no problem, <laughs> no problem, <clears throat> no problem whatsoever putting a camera on themselves and talking. Uh, but Marco Polo is great because. I feel close to them. I can leave a message. They can check it anytime they want or not. It has really helped. Like my friend 
Matt is about to go off on tour for a show for a year or more, and yeah, it works. It of course is not as it's not sharing a pizza. It's not even it's not even a phone call. But when you need uh, to feel more connected, it mm-hmm. really helps the ADHD brain because I could leave him that message at two in the morning or mm-hmm. eight in the morning or whenever an asynchronous uh, conversation, if you will. Uh, those are my two that I'm kind of leaning into to try to make this issue better. Do you have any tips? Trips? I, I wish. I wish I did. So first of all, I love the Fiverr and and there's both the, okay, you're going to get onto the phone with somebody and you're going to have to spend the first few minutes apologizing and or justifying how yeah. you've been spending your time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that I will readily admit is head trash. A lot of times I will get mm-hmm. on the phone with somebody and they're not mad at me. This is perceived made up anger right. fully, you know, from my own anxiety and nowhere else. Right. But one thing I have noticed when the workday is over, a lot of times I just want to disconnect and I don't want to talk to anybody else. That wasn't always the case for me. When I worked different jobs that didn't engage as much of my brain for as much of the day, I would be a little bit more open to, I'm going to get off work and I'm going to go do activities. And I'm not complaining about the amount of work either. It's just, it's where I'm I'm, currently am in life. But I have noticed as a result though, I get done with work and I might know, oh, I want to catch up with somebody but I don't want to talk for two hours yeah. because I value my me time now. And I know I want to get to cooking dinner and watching some critical role right. or building a new character, whatever, like me things I need to do. So I love the idea of a fiver because then that kind of gives a definitive beginning and end um, without you having to make up the, well, let me let you go type of thing. So I, I think I want to start the fiver. Try it out. Try And it doesn't have to be a fiver. Of course, it could be a tenner, whatever you want it to be. But I... It has it has really helped, I think, especially if you're diligent about it. And yeah, that's uh, that's the kicker right there is I am a natural born procrastinator. And so there are a lot of things that I make more difficult just because the amount of time I allow to pass by. Yeah. So like a lot of these friends, by the time I do get to hang out or talk to them, there's just a lot to download. Yeah. Even with my best friend, Lori, she lives in Atlanta. We try and see each other as often as we can. She's much better about calling me than I am about her. And so sometimes there's weeks where we'll talk a couple times a week. Other times it's maybe once a month or even less. And when we have those types, it's like we now have to schedule a two-hour marathon. Whereas if I would just call her. What's a week and say what's going on with you? I know, and it it's... Oh, man, Matt, you broke my brain! I, I broke your brain, but I... But I that's the other thing I feel like if we could have these kind of conversations with our friends and instead we're having a podcast about it, if we could have <laughs> these legitimate conversations with our friends and just say, hey, so this is actually just the way that my brain works. I know that you're not actually mm-hmm. angry with me, that my procrastinating to spend time with myself has nothing to do with you and, and how much I want to catch up with you. It's just what the brain does. And I, But I think if we yeah. could have these conversations and say, could you help us too? Like, would you be interested in starting a fiver with me? It's funny though, because when you asked me, do you have any tips and tricks? I yeah. almost said, is this podcast not one? Like this journey <laughs> of self-discovery we're on together that we then verbalize into a microphone and our friends hear and say, oh, yeah. that's why they do that. Oh, I, I guess that's maybe what I need to work on. It, it's funny for as impulsive as I can be, that's like the one place that I have impulse control that maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. 
I should act on those impulses. Somebody comes into my brain, I should send them a text and say, hey, thinking about you. It's tough because we're always doing this dance, right, of, oh, my gosh, I've completely overextended myself. I need to get mm-hmm. better at overextending. Okay, so I won't do this. Okay, I need to I need to say no to this. I need to have some me time. Okay, I've got me time. But no matter how much you love them, calling someone is... Mm-hmm. It it has to go on a task list. It has to go mm-hmm. on a calendar. <laughs> like I have to, I've actually sent friends a booking calendar link. And I apologize profusely every single time. And I try to make that particular calendar as friendly as possible. And it just says, friend time with Matt. They still have yeah. to like book a time, which is the most impersonal, creepy thing of the of the 21st century. But it works. Whatever it takes. It's, it's, Get those calendars blocked and make that time for them. It's so true. Yeah. As much as we love spontaneity and we, as much as we love uh, new things, I do know that routine is so much better for me mm-hmm. and my brain. I know that it is. I mm-hmm. fight it nonstop. I will fight it. And if anything gets in the way of that routine, it can just crash and burn. Are there any other things that object permanence affect you? Yeah, every, literally every part of my life. I have had to rearrange my refrigerator because mm. I buy food and I, I forget that there's a lot of like use the um, produce drawers for your condiments because you're always going to go find your condiments, but you're not going to remember to go find the fruits and veggies. Right. So I've had to rearrange my refrigerator so that way the thing I need to be eating is front and center. Mm. So I, I can't conveniently forget about it. No more um, wilted cabbage. No more wilted spinach. Um, and then like when we first started talking about this topic, <laughs> you were like, can this relate to D&D? Yes. Uh, to which I say, absolutely. Okay. Like I am the queen of getting, so I use a digital character sheet. I use D&D Beyond for any fellow D&D nerds listening. And so it's organized. There's a lot of information about your characters, especially as you level up. And so everything's separated onto different tabs. I tend to live between my actions and my spell tabs and forget to dive into like my features and traits and descriptions and backstories and even inventory. And so I might have the most bomb object in the world Mm -hmm. at my disposal or some kind of really cool feature that I've constantly forgetting to use always because I don't think to dive into the inner workings of my character sheet and that's a problem I think you literally just mentioned this in a game that we played this week didn't you there was like something that would have changed the entire game if you had yeah so it it was a one shot that we did at castle birthday where we could not get past these ginormous frogs Uh and I was playing a furbolg right And could have spoken with the frogs, had this innate magic born in me that I could have just communicated with them and asked them to move and let them know that we, no harm would come to them if they got out of our way. And instead we brutally murdered them, which is, you know, the point of the game. So it's fine. (laughs) Brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. (laughs) Wow. I could have just talked to them if I had gone to my features and traits and just said, hey, move. You have changed my life, my virtual tabletop role-playing life, when you said that you love combat and you're spending all this time that I, that I see you looking elsewhere, mm-hmm. you're looking at this, at this just mentioned 
D and D Beyond character sheet, and you're mm-hmm. you're hunting through tabs. And I've just now that I see now mm-hmm. when I see you do that, I'm like, oh yeah, she's just dealing with object permanence. And yeah, I'm a much happier person now. Because... All this time you thought I was checking my email, and I was just going through. My spe- but see, that's the thing is that I am staring, but I'm only looking at the spells tab. I am ignoring right. four other helpful tabs. I know. I know. So there was a time when we were first playing D&D in the, the very early, early days of 2020. Yeah. My entire monitor, my second monitor was covered in sticky notes reminding me to do things. Like, don't forget wow. you have this item oh. and don't forget that you added the spell last time because otherwise I would just completely forget. But no, just, no longer. Well, most of them have fallen off, or okay. and we don't play that game anymore. Yeah. But I should probably start doing it for our games now. That's a great idea. That is a great sticky idea. notes, man. That a a, a tip <clears throat> I will drop on you. Sticky notes have always been my friend. You know, you can't leave them too long, right? Because <laughs> if you leave them too long, then they become permanent as well, and therefore they blend in, and you don't ever read them again, right? Yep. So it yep. is. But you are totally right, and I always forget about post-it notes. And I have work. one on my monitor still right now. Yeah. It says get off autopilot. Be here now. Ooh. That was the working of a therapy session. And so I wrote that down as a reminder to myself to live in the present instead of the past or the future. So I, I love that. Similarly, I am trying because I, I mean, I think that is that is what the object permanence is, is that the issue here is that we have put this concept in a box and shuttled it away. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the sticky notes kind of bring it back to the forefront but if they're there too long, then they could become part of it. So I'm currently working on a software solution of sticky notes to try to find <laughs> ways to present goals for the next season or, mm-hmm. or or friends that I have to Marco Polo with or, or have a fiber <laughs> with. And that is really tough for me because I'm always trying to find the thing that will help. I don't think there will be a perfect thing but the the problem with with pen and paper is that you can't search it but it is so good to write things down and to really keep writing things down so it's just trying to find that balance of the right tool for the right thing Mm -hmm. um so that's, that's what actually what i was working on today was is there something that i can trigger at the end of the day that says think about this and maybe it could even have sort of a like a randomness to it mm-hmm. just so I don't see it and go uh, ignore it right like if something important comes at me at 5 30 yeah. and I'm like okay great 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 I really try to pay attention to it and then it goes and the next day it might be something different I don't know that it works but <laughs> yeah I think you're onto something with the randomness though like I know many many times I've put in my calendar at the end of the day please go exercise yeah and it, because it's repetitive, I just, it's like the alarm right. that you snooze. Mm-hmm. You so snooze. I wonder, I do, I wonder what the randomizer, I'm very interested in in beta testing this with you, Matt, whatever okay. you come up with. I, okay. I need it too. I will keep you posted on that. Excellent. You will keep me posted. Nope. I will keep you posted. Nope. Um, but yeah, it is as a dungeon master, I feel like my whole world is what you just said about just the character sheet the information is right there and yet sometimes i just can't pull it up sometimes i will have something planned like actually worked out and thought out like 
names or monster stats. And at the moment, I will just forget that I did that work, and I'll invent it all again, except improvise this time, and therefore sloppier. (laughs) You know? That's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating as hell, yo. We just have to remember, own the space, take the beat. Nobody's Mm -hmm. forcing us to go faster. I I always feel like I've got to, like, go, 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 but nobody's rushing me. We are not rushing you, Matt. Take your time. And that reminds me of, of one more permanence that is a problem for me. I I don't know if we talked about this, but I constantly hurt myself. Yep. Yeah. That's object permanence, isn't it? Because I am I am like either something has moved or something is in the way mm-hmm. or a chair is there or most importantly I'm going too fast. Because I'm like mm-hmm. I've already experienced getting around this chair a billion times. So it doesn't matter. And if I don't take the time to gauge, then I will just stub that toe over. Yep. And over and over. Yeah, you're in your mind, you're already where you were going without ever actually having gotten there physically. Yeah. Yeah. We just need dimension doors. (laughs) Just jump through them. Just jump through the. I think you're. Let's misty step first to the dimension door. We got to crawl before we can walk, okay? we'll We'll work our way up to dimension door. Yeah, you're right. Misty step. That's good enough. That's good. Well, I love it. Well, I hope, Allison, that that when we make this public, it's like an apology to our friends that miss us and we're just waiting by the phone slash text slash email slash Marco Polo and just why have they not communicated with me? So maybe now you know that we still love you very much and we can't wait to talk to you again. We just have to. I guess we'll know how well this episode lands based on the number of friend requests we get on Marco Polo sometime in the next seven days. I, yeah, I'm into it. I'll polo with all y'all. Oh, y'all. Let's polo. Well, I just opened that up. I don't know about that. That's I just got scared and even saying it, I got scared. And that's how Matt stopped Marco Poloing. <laughs> you overwhelmed yourself, my friend. I, I sure as hell did. I did it myself. As usual. Well, Allison, I, I loved this topic, and this was a good one. Thanks for hitting the home run on this. Something. I, I <laughs> Thanks for just being wide awake at 3 a.m. last week. Yeah, thanks for being wide awake. <laughs> thanks to your friend in Italy. I feel like this is just the beginning of this conversation. Like this, yeah. So. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Allison. Thanks for being <laughs> on the <a> podcast. <laughs> thanks for inviting me to your podcast, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>